St. Pete Sam, and that's my brother, Max Flowers, and this is Under the Influencer. A show where we sit down for a drink with the influential people of Tampa Bay, or occasionally just Us. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we're taking it all the way back to summer camp. Um, so we're in, we're in, okay. I'm looking at my computer right now and it's already showing it is nine 55 and it's showing record heat levels. Like yeah. the, my screen says record heat in the temperature. Well, you know, I heard a conspiracy theory. Can, can I tell you it? Oh God. Are we one of those podcasts? <laughs> cue, cue the, uh, I interstellar heard theme that AI, if you go in a deep reddit hole, AI <laughs> is so smart now that they know that we're in global warming and they're trying to remind us. So AI is warming up the globe. Wait, it, well, okay. AI is warming up the globe to kill us off because <laughs> I don't remember the exact theory. You but had it was me wild. in the first part. AI I'm like, is okay, I can up. see a computer understanding heat. Like it's, it's now understanding it's, that there needs to be a solution I don't, you know what? And the solution is to kill us all. This is what Stanley Kubrick was trying to tell us. Um, No, but it's hot. It's like the hot, in Phoenix, it's been um, over 110 for three weeks. Jesus. I can't imagine. So AI is just like heating all of our phones like like, five (laughs) degrees to like generally warm the the globe. Is that it? Anyway. Don't, I don't endorse that theory, but I heard it the other day and I was like, wow, wow. (laughs) Needless to say, we are in the dog days of summer. It is hot in Florida. It's not fun summer. It is not wear blue stripes and have a, have a Aperol spritz by the water. No, Mm -hmm. it's survival mode. The only options this time of year are be in air conditioning, be submerged in a body of water, whether it be a pool, you can't even go in the ocean or the Gulf. It's too hot. But those are the options. Yeah. But if you're a kid, you go to summer summer camp. camp. (laughs) We, I'd like to think as a family, like our family through all of our trials and tribulations, one thing our parents got right was the summer camp situation. And much like parents today, there was a shared calendar. It wasn't a Google calendar. It was a written calendar (laughs) that we had posted up in all places that said each week what different camp we were going to. We've been to every kind of camp. I like I was in preparation for this. I was making a list. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? You know what? I bet you didn't put on there. Oh, God. What? Sewing camp. I went to that one. (laughs) (laughs) I sure didn't. I think you skipped out on sewing. (laughs) You know what I know how to sew? Pillows. (laughs) That's about it. Well, you got something from that. Yep. Make a square. Make a square. Stuff it. Flip it inside out. Close it on three sides. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we did a a lot of summer camp. And because, um, you know, our cousin, Laura, was... uh, about well, my age exactly, um, but close to us, we always did summer camps together. And we would go to Laura's mom, our Aunt Connie's house. So Aunt Connie, this episode is basically about you. Yes, so I know we, you're listening. And we have referenced her before. <laughs> she has the cool minivan that we saw the tornado from. She was the one that drove towards a tornado in uh, my in my defense. On the way home from <laughs> summer camp. Cooking camp. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, we just wanted to take a little deep dive into some of the summer camps we did. Yes, and some of these might still exist around Tampa Bay. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I mean, starting off right away, one thing that sh- that our Aunt Connie got us into uh, was art camp. Art camp was a big one. It was done in Dunedin. She lived in Dunedin, so mm-hmm. we would we would basically spend the whole summer with her, and we would just like live at her house during the week for summer camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, one big thing that they did, and they probably still do this because the Dunedin Art Center is still there. And you had like each day you would wasn't it like you would rotate. So there was like these big sections, these mm-hmm. centers, centers. <laughs> There's like clay. <laughs> there was the clay. Day. Yeah. Finger painting. There was finger painting. There was the rocket ship, which was really my favorite part. Right. Which we had a big rocket ship moment. We could do a whole episode on our rocket ship era. We got really, really into rocket ships. <laughs> like at the art model camp. ones, and then watching them explode <laughs> in the air. You'd have to, like, yeah. one of the arts, also, like, art camp rockets, I don't quite get it, but that was, um, the, like, the little model rockets, and you'd mm-hmm. put the little C, what were they called? C4s? C4, no, that's that explosives. That sounds like actual <laughs> explosives. But they were, like, the little, basically a firework. Yeah. And you'd shove it in the ass of your model <laughs> rocket, and then put it on the stand and blow away, and it would usually come down with a parachute. And that was just like high peak science art living. <laughs> all to, we're touching all the senses with the rocket ships. I got, of course, as I do, that became my personality yes. for like a summer. You know, I I can't explain this, and maybe you can help me. For some reason, about art camp, I feel like there was a lot of politics surrounding the lunch. There was. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> because I don't know what kind of trauma came out of that lunchtime for me. Like, I feel like you and Laura got to eat lunch without me. And it was really <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> and that's what my takeaway was. Um, yes. Because Laura and I, although we're, what, maybe barely two years two and apart half, from three you, year, yeah. got put in a separate, like, group. Which was traumatizing. Worst nightmare for us. <laughs> like... Just keep the family together, for Christ's sake. This isn't the Titanic. Here I am, finger painting with yahoos, and you're over there building rockets with Laura, buddy, buddy, and then having lunch together. Well, we would have lunch, (laughs) and Aunt Connie would pack our lunch, and it was always, like, great, great food. Okay, and we referenced this on another episode, but she had the Little Debbie's cabinet with every Little Debbie, so there was always a Little Debbie treat. And there was usually a piece of like fried chicken, like a chicken milanese. Or like a cutlet, like a the cutlet, Italian style yes. cutlet. And then yes. she would cut it in little cubes. Cubes. She'd cut it up and uh, then there would be a little pasta with uh, butter and cavenders. Which is still my comfort food meal. Still love cavenders. And if you don't know what that is, first of all, you're missing out. Go to Publix. It's in the seasoning aisle. It is a Greek seasoning and it is good on just Plain buttered noodles takes yeah. it to another level. It's just it's 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 salt and pepper with like maybe a little oregano, something maybe else. a little something else. It's divine. So yeah. anyway, that was usually our lunch, sectioned off nicely with a little Debbie's. Our big politics was that everyone would come up to me and Laura while we were sitting, usually by the water, because like we didn't want to sit with the rest of the kids. We would sit <laughs> by the little lake and watch the turtles and stuff because you know don't bother us. <laughs> We're the cool kids at this camp. We're the cool kids at the camp. <laughs> and they would come up and be like, oh my gosh, you guys are always together. Are you brother and sister? And we'd be like, ugh. 
no, we're cousins. Like we expected everyone to know that. Pan to me just glaring across the park. The Michael, the Michael Scott stare into the camera, Sam. First of all, they're not. I'm the sister. And I'm not allowed to sit with them. It was, it was not that we ever think about this ever. But we brought up art camp and clear that's the first memory I had was something with lunch was problematic. <laughs> it was always problematic. And also, you know, because at the meet and greet, which you always hate on the first day, no matter what, to this day in my life, I hate a let's sit around and introduce ourselves moment. It's I don't worst. want to introduce myself. No, tell a fun fact. I, I'm fun, period. <laughs> yeah, tell a fun fact. What do you say? What do you say? I usually, (laughs) I say I had pet frogs growing up. That's my go-to. That's a nice one. Yeah. That's a nice one. I don't know what I say, actually. (laughs) I don't know. I like tornadoes. I probably said something like that at the time. You know what else gets me when somebody asks what your hobby is? Ah. I'm like, I have a full-time job. I don't have hobby. Also, what? Sleeping in. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't knit. <laughs> no. When I, whenever somebody says a hobby, I think mm, stamp collecting. I don't like what is a hobby. The other day I was is asked podcasting a hobby. <laughs> I guess so. I guess We're not is. making money. This doing is it. now. I was asked to work and I said walking my dog. And after the fact, I was like, that's such a stupid answer. You have to walk. You have the to dog. walk your dog. <laughs> what a luxury you have. All that spare time to keep your animal alive. <laughs> I, I was like, wow, they think I'm lame. But yeah, the first day of camp was always the worst because yeah. there's like the registration, all the parents, all the kids are eyeing each other, like mm-hmm. trying to see who's going to be who. And there's always a terror child. There's always a terror child who somebody knew from last year. Somebody always knows somebody from last year. Oh. So you're already immediately excluded from that backstory that all these kids have <laughs> that you don't have. So now you got to catch up. And that's why I prefer to sit by the lake and watch the ducks than actually talk to these people. <laughs> When is rocket ship class? Catch me in class. You want to talk there? We'll have a kiki. But otherwise, I'm good. Yeah. We're never going to see each other again. I can't think of one friend we made in in all of our years. Maybe, and we'll get to this, maybe some of the theater camps. The theater that I We have lifelong friends from yes. theater camp. But yes. more on that later. <laughs> Well, I think the next, uh, along the same lines, the other camp we went to in Dunedin with our cousin was Hammock Park Camp. Hammock Park Camp. Otherwise known as Child (laughs) Neglect and Torture Camp. You know how they say you're friends with your coworkers because you're trauma bonded? (laughs) I felt like me, you, and Laura were trauma bonded by Hammock Park Camp. I'm going to paint a picture. (laughs) We all know how hot it is right now. Yeah. It's pushing 97 today. Imagine (laughs) you're a parent. You've got kids in the car. You drive to a swamp. (laughs) 
literal a swamp. literal swamp. Drop them kids off. Say, have fun. <laughs> By the way, there's no indoor shelter. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> there is a pavilion like you would find at Fort DeSoto. A pavilion yeah. that you eat lunch under. And some horny teenager is going to take you around the forest. <laughs> Can and I? just before you pass out, you're going to go to a community pool. Oh, that's <laughs> Do you remember having to buy special shoes for, get ready for it, <laughs> creek walking? <laughs> I have, I can picture it to this day. That was an actual part of the camp. Get ready to creek walk. Like, what sort of bacteria could we have been, this is an, a creek that you see. Still water. And you had to be ready to lose your shoes because I watched this happen to a child. He's still... <laughs> May they rest in peace. <laughs> he was wearing, he was wearing like rain boots, not the right shoe. You needed like a zippy, which I also realized nobody calls them zippy. No, we made that up. Our family made that <laughs> which up. Which are like water shoes. We called them They're zippies. Water- <laughs> zippies. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. I just, imagine me a full, full grown adult trying to explain to my husband that I need to get some zippies. And he's like, some what? That's not what that <laughs> sounds like. A, like a party drug. We need some zippies like, tonight. What are you talking about? Uh, it's like, <laughs> like the water shoes, the zippies. I don't think that's what they're called. Anyways, we were had the zippies on, and this kid had rain boots. <laughs> Wait, I mean, like full on, like galosh, like yeah, style rain like, boots. So imagine you in the middle of you, summer. You step in this creek, which is the closest I've ever encountered quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that's what they were preparing us for yeah. in the cartoon. This kid steps and he sinks <laughs> no. and he pulls his foot out and the boot stayed in the ground. You didn't You to walk back with no shoes. In the swamp. This was what they were saying was fun. <laughs> And I still remember what that looked like. We, and I was we, like, we're just going to leave his shoe behind? And they're like, yeah, the creek got it. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay. We used to do this thing. They called it trailblazing. But it yeah. was just hide and seek, basically. Yep. Where one group would have to go into the forest. Mind you also, this was the type of forest where if you looked up, it's nothing but those giant banana spiders. Giant spiders everywhere. Which, everywhere. If you're a kid, you just think that's death. It's <laughs> like, like the size of your head when you're huge. a kid. It's huge. And you're looking up and you're walking through playing trailblazers. So now they're like, <laughs> okay, we have to go hide. So you have to go off the path into the forest, the thick, the palm, the sharp palms, those sharp <laughs> palmettos. Like, I can't imagine how, like, colonial explorers came to Florida. No. Took one step into these, like, palmettos and were like, paradise. <laughs> this is it. I, absolutely not. Look up spiders everywhere. Love the aesthetic. <laughs> Everything's wet and sharp and will kill you. Yeah. How did Florida become a state? And you really can't camp in, I mean, you can, but camping in the middle of summer is so uncomfortable because 
You're either wet from rain, wet from sweat, or wet from humidity. Yeah. Like, there's no being dry. Or dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> a spider gotcha. Yeah, we'd have to hide into the forest. And so now you're crept behind some fallen log. <laughs> and you're watching creatures just move around you, but you have to stay perfectly still and silent. And then eventually, hours later, <laughs> it seemed, the other group would have to come looking for you. And the whole thing was like, whoever saw the other first had to chase down the other. So like, if the group looking for you sees you, they yell, attack! Oh God. And they charge you into the forest. <laughs> but if you see them coming while you're hiding... And you think you can catch them before they get back to base, you would yell, ambush! And then you'd run out of the forest and chase these people down in the heat of the summer in a swamp. And then, I don't know, tackle them? I don't know what happened at the end. I really don't know. I don't know. I do remember you, we all got ranked at the end. (laughs) Remember? The like survivor type ceremony at the end. There was an extremely now problematic (laughs) ceremony because we were separated into tribes that had actual, well, they were actual native tribes of Florida. I mean, we are on Indian burial ground, so. Yes, and they did, so they separated each group by tribe. So I, I, at some point I was a Tequesta, there was a Calusa. I was in the geckos. <laughs> which shows you which age group I was lumped into with such a basic name. But even there, they like this was a time where they did separate me and Laura. We were yes, all in different. Yes, that groups. was another big, big political that was moment because none of us were together. Yeah, and I think they wanted it that way because they were trying to avoid the clicks, and we were a definite <laughs> click. We were such a click. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I remember like. Somewhere in the middle of the day, they would take you to the community pool and you could cool off. But I don't remember like the fun of that. All I remember is waiting in the locker room, Mm -hmm. which was hot, in line, waiting to leave the pool. I don't even remember the pool that well. I really don't. I was so traumatized by creek walking, I think. I don't know. Creek walking is horrifying. Yeah, and I remember that pavilion, somebody, one of, I remember pointing this spider out to somebody and them saying, oh my gosh, that's a black widow. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, isn't that the one that kills us? Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> well, I think, you know, the, the, the sort of penultimate, you know, end of cabin or of camping hammock park camp, the last night was a sleepover night. Right, because the whole camp was just a day camp. It was a day camp. So Aunt Connie would come and pick us up, and then we'd go and get ice cream. Or we'd get Snowbiz. Snowbiz, which was which like was a, a snow cone. shaved ice. So good. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't as crunchy as a snow cone. It was a shaved ice. And I they tasted. I would always get uh, vanilla, which tasted like cream soda. Yeah, they had like fun flavors. Like you could add, you could mix them all up, mm-hmm. and that was like... Again, like the hottest day of the year every like, day. You survived the creek. Here's some, Here's shaved, some ice. shaved ice. So, yeah, the last night was a sleepover night. So picture it. There's a long road that leads up to Hammock Park, which is a thing in Dunedin. It's a big hammock, which I'm still not clear on the term hammock, by the way. I just think of a a, a swamp because it's dips in the middle. But, but I there's don't something know. about it that's a not park terminology. It's. 
well, yeah, and it's not a forest, even though I keep saying it's a forest, but it's somewhere in between a swamp and a forest. <laughs> I'm going to let somebody it's where else. You I, I can't send even be bothered children. to Google this. <laughs> anyway. The so last there's a, night. There's a long road that leads up to where like the camp is. So what they would do is they would set up all these little tents. And I guess people donated the tents or I don't like people had camping equipment. I'm not really even sure what happens. So they would divide it on one side of the road was the girl's side. And on the next side of the road was the boy's side. <laughs> Cue my anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> Cause once again, separated from the click and now with only annoying boys as who we like all to know, walk in creeks. <laughs> as we all know from my third grade birthday party, I was only friends with girls. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, like, my two girls were there. Yeah. So I was like, all right, yeah, this is fine. This is fine. This is all fine. So we're settling in. And at the beginning of the night, it's kind of, you know, there's like group, you know, whatever. Everybody's like hanging out and you're kind of moving around and moving around. And at one point, you know, it's starting to get a little time for bed. And my tent, I don't even know if they assign people or what, but I was with these three other guys. And I remember going into this tent again, <laughs> middle of summer. <laughs> and it is hot. Yeah. Hot. Somebody has Stagnant. like a little Ugh. like, you know, battery powered radio that's playing something ridiculous. Some Ugh. sort of like. Not Gloria Stefan. Not Gloria <laughs> Estefan. <laughs> It's playing like, I don't know, Third Eye Blind probably Creed. or something. Creed, <laughs> yeah. And and it's hot and sticky. There's one light hanging from the top of the tent. And one kid is eating Cheetos. <laughs> this is so vivid. And I thought, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. And another kid is like downing a, like a juice box. <laughs> But it's like cherry. It's like not a good flavor. It's, it's like a, you're in a mini, mini frat house. It was like, yeah. And maybe this is why I never wanted to do that. Because <laughs> the thought of like being alone with men was horrifying. <laughs> and I like the the, the, the the cheese residue on <laughs> this kid's fingers and like around his mouth. Oh, I hate that. I immediately started getting nauseous. I'm like, I don't think I can do this. I can't. I, I don't think I can do this. I'm going to throw up. I, like, that's usually my reaction yeah. is I'm going to throw and up. And you, uh, we've mentioned this before. You you do get queasy easily. I get queasy and I like, not. I shouldn't say I like to throw up, but I know throwing up will eventually make me feel better yeah. if I get sick. Like, I don't try to get, I, you know, I don't try to suppress it. Right. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do this. So I left the camp and I like I went to I left the tent and I went to one of the counselors. And I was like, I don't think I I'm not feeling so great. I don't know. It's just kind of hot in the tent and it's I don't know. And he's like, well, why don't you just like lay down outside for a minute? So like I laid down outside of the tent. Why don't you lay closer to mosquitoes in the elements? Why don't you just let them eat you like a buffet? Like lay on the ground in the middle of a swamp, kid. These camp- you should be fine. I would love to see what these camp counselors look like. They were probably fourteen and I mean, probably and- wasted. Yeah. <laughs> what should we do with them? Just lay them outside. I don't know. So then, 
I'm like, I just really want to be with my sister and my cousin. <laughs> and they're like, well, we there's it's separate, boys and girls. I'm like, it's my sister and my cousin. <laughs> We're trauma bonded. <laughs> they're like, we can't we can't separate. And I think at some point maybe they did let me go over there, but I was like. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. By that point, I was like a full anxiety attack, mm-hmm. sweating, crying, <laughs> not crying because I refused to cry, but I was, I was everything Doing else that, that comes Doing that thing where you crying. hold in the cry yeah. and your face just gets redder and redder. <laughs> redder, sick. And I went and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I think I need to go. I think I need to go. And they're like, oh, call his mom. I'm like, it's my aunt. Go call my aunt. <laughs> and sure enough, the heaped up minivan shows up. And Aunt Connie picks me up, but she's all like, Are you okay? Okay. I'm like, Yeah, I just got really, I don't know, I feel sick. I don't know what's going on. I could be with Laura and Sam. She's like, Okay. And she took me back to the house. <laughs> and me and Laura, we did get to share a tent that night, but we had some other girls in there. And I. I don't remember sleeping at all. What I remember was being hot. And you know those big daddy long legs? I have a vivid memory of just staring at the ceiling of that tent, watching this giant daddy long legs, which I didn't realize didn't, they weren't the ones that bite you, but it looked like a giant mosquito. They're they're horrifying, yeah. And then just watching it bounce around the top of the tent, like all night. And then at some point in the morning, we gather under the pavilion for pancakes. And then it was over. But it was you, not a good but time. But I was not there. You were not there. <laughs> and you guys are like, what's going what on? And suddenly, here comes the minivan. Yeah. And I roll out. All fresh as a daisy showered. <laughs> you were probably playing Mario Kart all night. Sure was. <laughs> Um, you know, with all of the camps that we did in Dunedin, um, obviously like we stayed at Aunt Connie's house and, um, our uncle at the time, may he rest in peace, uh, uncle Jim, Mm -hmm. her husband was a neurologist. Um, he was, and he was like that kind of, you know, kind of very quiet, but quiet, smart, like quiet, smart, but still as a kid, he kind of seemed really terrifying in a way. <laughs> yeah. Even like, though he was like, not at all. Yeah. But I was so, I, you didn't know how to talk to him. If you were ever left in a room with him, you were just like panicked. Like, I didn't know how to deal with this adult. <laughs> so I, <laughs> we would, every morning they would make us a, a full breakfast and he would usually, he was in charge of breakfast. Waffles were a big part. They would have waffles and uncle Jim always liked his waffles like this a little burnt yeah a little char a little like he would leave them in there for probably 10 minutes <laughs> like enough to like blacken the top of the waffle yeah i hated this <laughs> <laughs> i love and in all of the years that we went to summer camp and stayed there i never had the courage to talk about it and one day, I don't know what it was, I was feeling empowered. <laughs> and when he was going to make the waffles, I was like, could you make mine not burn? <laughs> it's just like, you must have been like fresh off a Tequesta wind. Horrifying. Yeah, like big <laughs> like, trailblazing uh, yeah. wind. I was like, 
could it just I don't like the burnt part could you or just, I'll just cut it could you just cut it off like <laughs> And then he mentioned that every other time every he time. made waffles. Now he's like, and uh, the raw ones for Max. So I was like, God like, damn it. it. <laughs> but it took me so long. And like, he was like literally the, the quietest, nicest person. But yeah. as a kid, he just had that air about him that was that, just like, like, he'll fuck your shit up. Yeah. Like he'll, he'll, you'll get in trouble somehow with the government. If you make him <laughs> mad, like yeah. that level of fear. He'll never leave Hammock <laughs> Park again. <laughs> But I was just like, please, man, not, not burnt waffles. Uh, well, that's a good um, springboard for the cocktail we've been drinking today. Oh, yeah. I wanted to highlight Ooh, that. This was fun. This could be on a menu at a brunch restaurant. I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm might make one when I go to work today because I. So good. Just threw this together in the last minute because I was like, what do I have? And I want it because, okay, also, we haven't been focused a lot, I realize this, on cocktails as much because we've kind of shifted to like a morning recording My problem, schedule. my schedule, no, 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 no. it's harder. It's, yeah, yeah. just because of our schedules. So, I, you know, we haven't been as cocktail focused, so I apologize about that um, to our listeners. But <laughs> um, we also just can't get shit-faced at nine in the morning. Yeah. Um, but today, we were like, hey, it's just us. It's an easy day. Let's make something. Um, and I was like, I want a coffee kind of... Well, Spressies are in. I love that I we've, all, we've started calling them Spressies. Love Espressi. And we made one for Scott Tavlin when he was here, our very first guest, because he loves them. Um, and still, every time he comes to the restaurant, gets one. Um, <laughs> Which is so, crazy to me because he has to wake up so early. Like, how are you? That's my only problem sometimes is I want to get one, but I'm like, I don't, I can't drink one too late because the coffee in it. I don't want to be yeah. wired. Well, so I wanted something in that vibe. So I was like, okay, well, I've got coffee liqueur. I've got this and that and I was like oh I've got bananas oh I have a little blender so I did kind of like a frozen banana frappe yeah call it that it's so good and it's not like heavy iced it's just enough blended that it's thick so I cold. learned there's a I, I was on a cocktail tiktok tear the other day and there's a guy and I'll if I think of it I'll shout him out who's kind of kind of re- rehashing how to make frozen drinks because usually just dump a bunch of ice in a syrup or whatever but yeah, like yeah and then if the ice melts a little you end up with just a mess a mess so there's like they went over all these like tips and i was like i mean never even thought about this because frozen drinks are like the trash you know the trash mm -hmm. kids at the party in the bartending world but like one thing is that you use just sugar you don't add a syrup if you do sugar it doesn't dissolve with right. water um and using a fruit so i use bananas um, it's better if they're frozen. I didn't have them frozen, but I use them whatever. <laughs> the goal is to use as little ice as possible while keeping everything as cold as possible. Mm. And then, so I use rum, coffee liqueur, and a little Averna, which is like an Italian um, Amaro, mm. just for a little spice. Uh, and cold brew coffee. Blended that fucker up and... Mm, I feel might like... Might have a problem. Yes. <laughs> I. It tastes almost like banana bread. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like you could call this like a banana bread spressy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that doesn't actually Nailed sound that. Doesn't sound Branding genius. <laughs> banana spressy spressana. I don't know. But it is, I, I have well, not had anything like this before. And it's, oh, it just tastes like the perfect brunch be beverage. It's a brunch. Yeah, it's mm. like a brunch. You want a little booze, but not like throw you over the deck, you know. And there's a banana in it. So you're getting... Health. Something. 
Fitness. Oh, potassium. <laughs> Do you remember that? Wellness. Okay, did you ever um, see the movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Of course. Uh, do you know the scene? I where... was in the same aftercare you were. Okay. <laughs> I think that's the movie. There's the famous scene where the kid passes out and they have to save him. And somehow they, I think it's diabetes he has or something. And they're like, <laughs> he needs <gasps> potassium. Oh, yes. And one of the other kids figures out that bananas have potassium. And they like feed the other. Maybe this isn't the right movie but it's very vivid to me. And they feed the kid potassium bananas and he like survives. I don't remember that part of the movie. I'm going to look that up later and I'll let you know what that's, that's actually That's amazing about. though. Yeah, so life-saving elements there to we this go. cocktail. This is life-saving. <laughs> Another great Florida <laughs> camp in the middle of summer. <laughs> the sailing center. The sailing center camp. We did sailing camp, and I'm sure they still do this because you see those little opties. The, the little, little the 420s. When you see those little boats out there, and you're like, oh, look how cute that is. If it's summertime, just imagine little me and Max. It's kids fighting, fighting for their life. Fighting for our life. Another <laughs> camp that could... That was a little traumatic at times, like like when they. I remember when they they make the 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 boat capsize and you have to get in and flip oh, it on over. on purpose, yeah. It's like okay, uh, we're all going to imagine that we're in the middle of the ocean and and you're dying, <laughs> and you got to flip your boat back over, get in and do it. And they intentionally sink your ship. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I love creek walking for this. Because you, it takes so much strength. You have to grab the rudder from underneath and flip it over. It was, uh, well, at least in this camp, because we were a little older than like yeah. Hammock Park. So you and I were always, we were allowed to be together. <laughs> yeah. And we were on, we, we had our own boat, basically. We were always. Uh, you were always captain. I was and I was, I, or I was first mate. I you did the jib sheets. You did the jib sheets. I didn't do this a serious job. I knew I wasn't capable <laughs> You I'm, really thrived in sailing camp. I actually did really enjoy it. And I, I truly did not want any part of it at the time. I was like, I don't, I, I, first of all, you had to wake up at like six in the morning. And we had to ride our bikes because it was a half day camp. So yeah. you rode home at lunchtime. We rode our bikes at home. So it was a, it was a very, uh, athletic, like, it was a lot of effort. But like camp. crack of dawn, that's not when the wind is. You know, you wait. <laughs> the wind is in the afternoon camp, but we were in the early morning camp, um, and it's like crack of dawn, and you're you're like hoisting sails, and it's already ninety five degrees, and that that heat just hits different when you have to yeah. do something on a boat, and, and it's not cool. And it's like like a lot of boating sailing, though, especially there's so much prep, and then like end work that your actual time sailing trying to catch oh, wind God. wasn't that long. Not- 90% of the camp was this is how you attach the sail. This is how you fold up the sail. Now it's time to wash the, the salt off the boat. And those were like the easiest boats that there were i can't like you see these big ones out there that must take days to get ready yeah. i couldn't possibly can't imagine um but I, I do remember when you would hit that right wind mm-hmm. 
Oh man, that is a high that is hard, <laughs> hard to chase. Yeah. When you get that, you know, when you're the skipper and you have the rudder in one hand and then you've got the, the, the mainsail in the other and you feel the wind hit that mainsail and you grab on and you realize like, Oh, we're going fast now. Power. <laughs> it's like Captain Planet. Wind. <laughs> Fire. I have harnessed the Earth's power in my favor. I am and invincible. Flash to me in front, like, fuck, we're actually going fast now. Screaming. I always Terror. knew when I hit a good stride because I could hear you going. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew I was doing it right. Well, because the, then if yeah. you really get a, if you get a good wind, you know, the boat tilts what is 45 that? degrees. What is it called again? Um, oh God, I, I just thought remember. of this the other day. Healing. Is it a healing? Oh, wow. I don't even remember that. I think it's called healing when you're way on your side. And then oh. you have to, they're like, okay, lean your body out of the boat to balance it out. Okay, lean over the open lean water while over, we're going yeah. fast. I, I didn't expect to love that as much as I did. Well, you actually continued on because... The next summer, we didn't do Sailing Center. We did Eckerd College. Oh. And you did sailing there, and I chose the Marine, Marine Biology, Bar- Biology <laughs> Camp, which is where... You went to you, Lisa Frank Camp. Basically, you walk through shallow water dragging a net and then see what creatures you find. I actually had Maybe a great time. Maybe you really time. did take to creep walking. <laughs> I remember you'd pull it up and be like, there's a seahorse. Oh, my God. Oh, that's Casey. cute. Yeah, cute. I didn't like the Eckerd College sailing camp as much. I guess, I don't know why. It was a, probably a little a more. I terrify you. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like sailing center was very just like throw them out there like you're doing it. And it's like you're downtown, man. Yeah. You're going around the pier. You're just like in yeah. it. You know, Eckerd College, you were just like in this like weird vast emptiness. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. well, I opted out of sailing camp after I got hit in the face with the boom. <laughs> Which if you don't know what the boom is... <laughs> The, the the very heavy metal bar that lay that is that holds the sail, you gotta move it back and forth all yeah. the entire time, every time you tack and turn. But and it's like lower than head level. Like I it, mean, you gotta get out of the way. You have to get yeah. out of the way of it. It's not above you. And I don't remember what happened, but I was clearly not paying attention. Shocker. And I can remember turning around and seeing that thing go straight for my face. And I consciously remember, like, you know that sea stars feeling? I was seeing stars, and I looked over at the water, and I was like, oh, well, I can't fall in. And then uh, I cried for the rest of the day until Mom picked me up. They, like, laid some chairs out in the lobby, like, connected them together and said, lay down. What is with camp counselors? They're like, we don't know what to do with this Just put them on the ground. Lay them down. And I I think that was it for me on the sailing. A lot of trust is put into camp counselors. It's true. They have no idea. They're also the first to die in every horror movie. Like, they tried to warn us. But man, when you get into high school and you become a camp counselor, that is status. That is power. Yes. That is glory. Like you have authority. Well, I was 
technically a camp counselor at uh, Transfiguration, where I went to K through eight. You never went back and did the Transfiguration camp. No. You were older. This was like tail end of middle school for me. Oh. So you probably weren't doing camps anymore. But I was allowed, me and Sammy C and Amanda Smythe, all my friends, we were allowed to come back and like Monica was in uh-huh. Transfiguration Day Camp. And all, we were the camp counselors and all we did was play ping pong all day long. <laughs> they set up a ping pong. <laughs> that was camp. And then tell the little kids what to do. <laughs> but yeah. Power. It was, it was okay. Authority. <laughs> Authority. Just like when you get to be like the crossing guard or the safety patrol. Were you ever a safety patrol? I wasn't, but I know you were. I did. And I had like you, the way you had to roll up your safety patrol like badge with its like a little strap. When you put that thing on, <laughs> you are responsible for lives. <laughs> you might as well be a police officer. <laughs> you might as well be writing tickets. See, well, I, since I, again, stayed at the Catholic school through eighth grade, you did not. Yeah. I got to the point where I had a buddy. Do you remember the buddies? Buddies. So if you're in kindergarten through like kindergarten and first grade, you get a buddy in seventh and eighth grade to take you to church. Oh, yes. And you would pick because we went to church every Friday during school hours and you would go pick up your buddy. So that to me was like, I'm a mother. (laughs) Also, like children. I have a child. When you're a kindergartner, <laughs> that buddy is like 30 years old exactly. in your mind. Like, that's you're like, they're so tall. Yeah. They're huge. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you're me, you've already picked out one of them that looks closest thing to Aaron Carter and <laughs> obsessed over him. <laughs> Aaron <Deeply>. Kistner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's the one. We have photos of him. We have photos of him. And, and I just prayed to the sweet baby Jesus that they would pair me with him as his buddy. They didn't. They didn't. They but our mother made sure that you were paired for photos. Yes, every year, because I, Aaron Kistner, he really did look like with this, the middle part. Yeah, no, he the, had the like 90s. Like, like Nick Carter hair style. Yeah. And that was just like, to me, he might as well have been Nick Carter. Because <laughs> I obsessed over him. And every year my mom would get us together for a picture because I must have gone home and nonstop talked about him, which is even more embarrassing. Sam, how was your day? Well, I saw Aaron Kistner. <laughs> Just gonna get back to him somehow. I remember. I know, right? I'm like, somebody's searching it. I know. I don't. Was it a? Was it a? Um, was it a summer camp or were you just in like preschool? Um, when you like deck that kid in the face? Oh, that was kindergarten that was, or preschool? Okay. Kindergarten, I think. So. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to diverge for a second off of summer camp because in my mind, this is basically the same thing. <laughs> there was this, you were, in, you were in kindergarten. And there was this kid who liked, um, he was just the worst. He was probably a Cheeto kid. Like, he was I imagined him a as Cheeto, Cheeto kid. kid. Uh, but he was like that obnoxious kid and he loved coming up to the girls and trying to kiss them on the cheek. Yeah. And I told our dad this. <laughs> he told me. Next time that kid kisses you on the cheek, you punch him. <laughs> and I was like, I understand the assignment. <laughs> I just remember coming to pick you up one day with him. And we got called into the, <laughs> called into the office. And this kid is crying. And his mother's got that like want to talk to the manager look on her face like a karen like yeah mm. 
And she's a problem. <laughs> Actually, he's the problem. It's like your daughter <laughs> hit my son. <laughs> well, he kissed me. <laughs> <laughs> and he violated my space. I don't think I said it like that, but um it needed to be known that he was causing the problems and I wasn't the only girl. I yeah. was just, you know, one of us has to stand up. You you had a you started the Me Too movement <laughs> of your preschool? I did. Yeah. There's somewhere they and still that kid talk never about me. touched you again. No. I don't think he was ever the same. Lesson be learned, girls. Yes. We do not accept unwarranted advances. <laughs> Well, speak, you know, I know you did a couple of camps on your own. One that I did was space camp. Yes, you did space. You didn't do basketball camp. I did that one. Did not do basketball. So camp. much like my adult life where every week I have a new hobby that I swear is going to be my personality side hustle, make me a millionaire. Um, I, I had a lot of different hobbies that I thought I thought I was going to be an NBA star About, yeah. for you, a short you, time. You, you are tall and at, at that age. <laughs> <laughs> at, you're tall. You're tall. Well, at the, yeah, at that age specifically, you were a little taller than most of the and other I kids. I wasn't, you know. I mean, and and sh- our dad went all in. He put up a basketball hoop, and we practiced. And I wasn't bad. I was pretty good, except I didn't know. I wasn't coordinated enough to figure out dribbling and running at the same time. So our dad, you know, would basketball, just, <laughs> would just yell. He called me Happy Feet because yeah. I just constantly get kept getting in trouble for traveling. Because I was just running around. <laughs> Happy feet. Stop. <laughs> so um, the basketball heat camp was fun. The best part was when we got to have a midday slumber party and watch Space Jam. So <laughs> that was my big takeaway. <laughs> well, Space Camp, I got to go in fifth grade because that was when I transitioned to public school. And I joined every club that there was. And one of the clubs that I joined was the Young Astronauts, uh, which is a science club. And the their their big activity at in the summertime after school is like they organize a trip to space camp in Cape Canaveral. And I was like, say less. <laughs> um, so we go, there's a big group, and I think we were with a couple other schools. It was like a big trip. And they put you up in this sort of long dorm. Like it's a big round, very modern looking tube of a building. And there's bunk beds everywhere. And then like hundreds of people sleep in this like one big dorm. And um, our father <laughs> was a chaperone on this trip. And um, Oh, I think I'm remembering this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, um, you know, all through the camp, I was living. I mean, it was the coolest fucking thing a, a little boy into science could do. Like we saw the Saturn V. This had to be close we to saw, rocket ship phase. This was in in conjunction <laughs> with this is like peak rocket ship phase. Now I'm seeing actual rockets. Like we built a model Full circle rocket of the Saturn V. Like that we we built like we were so into this. And like we the motion simulator rides and all the like zero gravity simulators and like everything you could do. I was just like, yes, yes, yes. And like our dad was like, a, like kind of the cool one. Cause he would ride the rides and like the other dads wouldn't. And so they'd all like cheer him on. And like, so he had like this like super cool moment. Um, until one night, 
we were oh, in the no. in the dorm, and uh, as it was communal sleeping, there was also like a communal bathroom. Um, so picture like your pretty average like gym locker room, and all the kids are are <laughs> in and out of the bathroom, and then you you know when oh. like you're a little boy or well, maybe you don't know that <laughs> when you're a little totally. when you're a little kid and like the idea of like being naked is like horrifying and you wear like a tuxedo into the shower like you like yeah. <laughs> because it's and it's a definite switch because so much of your childhood you have no concept of that naked is like anything no. and you're like naked all the time and then one day it switches and you're like oh my god you're panicked i don't want anybody to see me anywhere yeah. I, i'm an amish person now <laughs> i will i will shower fully fully clothed so all these kids, like you're trying to share these communal showers and like hide on, you know, hide your towels and all yeah. this and this and this and like. So I had done my bit and I was going back to bed and all of a sudden I just hear screaming. <laughs> I hear like horror screaming coming from the bathroom and then like a horde of boys come running to my bed. They're like, "Your dad's naked!" <laughs> I was like, oh, "Not." A it wasn't even like embarrassment it was just like oh here we go (laughs) i can't like because i'm used we're used to this nonsense also our dad grew up around the the world like Like, literally showering under a hose yeah he he was very open (laughs) like this wasn't off brand for him at all so this (laughs) grown-ass man steps out of the shower pushes the curtain back just as god intended (laughs) And there's all these kids screaming. And he's, I'm like, why did you do that? Why did you have to do that? And he's like, well, the other dad was there too. I'm like, he was in his underwear. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. You had to scare all the children. It was a moment. And then from going from like the cool dad riding the rides, it was now like Max's dad was the naked guy. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about theater camp. Yes. After all those camps, sewing, basketball, art, hammock, we really found our niche in theater camps. Yes. Bravo Center for the Arts. Yes. In Largo, Florida. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it's still a thing. I don't think so. <laughs> um, I remember I went to one... I don't remember what it, it wasn't even a camp really. It was like a like an open casting call for kids or something. And well, I, we both did want to be child stars. Yeah. <laughs> Desperately. And I did this like weird western play and I had to be like a cowboy in like a bank robber play and I got the taste for the stage. <laughs> And I, I lived yeah. for it. And so immediately our mom enrolled us in their like full summer program. Now they had uh, the main like theater. There was a music class with this guy who had like a nice synthesizer. And all he knew was like 90s R&B. <laughs> 
And then there was like a dance class. And then there was some sort of like... Well, you had like a costume class. Cost, yes. Because they had this amazing room of all of these outfits. Yes. Like Victorian outfits. So the goal was like you'd spend a little time in like each space. And then Mm -hmm. by the end of two weeks, you were putting on a show. And so the first week you were like learning the show. Which mind you, with our cousins already on our dad's side, the Jazinkas, who we just went to Julia's wedding... We were already doing this ourselves. Oh, we were We were already, every summer when they would come to town, putting on shows. So we were like, oh my gosh, this is our place. <laughs> this, is, this is what we were born yeah. to do. And I remember, um, that, so each station you were like putting, the, the goal was moving forward to, to get a show done. But then like each station also had like its own side quest. <laughs> Yes, I remember. So I remember like, like the music station specifically. It was like, like, well, we're going to all write our own songs. <laughs> and yeah. this guy would, you know, you would um, you would come up with like a little hook on your own. And then you would write like words. And I wrote this song called um, Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him... Um, <laughs> It was all like it was all the black keys too. On so I went like da 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 da, but like on the black like upper keys. You were like, we're not, we're we're so going like, off the beat. Come path. and step into my fantasy world. <laughs> it's a land of mystery and eternity, like something something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, but I remember telling him like, and then he would turn it into a full blown like production. He did. Song. I mean, it was really cool because he was, it made you feel very like I I am Brittany. <laughs> yeah, but I remember specifically telling him I really want it to sound like <laughs> Ray of Light. I want it to sound like Madonna's Ray of Light. Yeah, and all these other kids are just like whatever. Like make they're it just pop like up. when's lunch. Like, I was like, yeah. I, I want this specific. This specific like space weird noise. Yeah. I want like these wobbling sounds. I want this <laughs> synthesizer to like really peak at this moment. And he was like, "Okay, <laughs> whose kid is this?" <laughs> I don't. I mean, I remember that part, but I was a little younger. I don't remember my song. Uh, but we. So one of the big shows that we did have to do was The Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I would say that was my peak in acting because it was the last time, very last time, I was cast in a lead role in a musical because I don't (laughs) think they had quite realized they couldn't sing yet. That Um, was always our family, like... (laughs) Our, our Achilles our, heel. We cannot We're sing. We're not singers. Like, I can carry a tune at karaoke, no problem. But We give it our all. But I, we just, every musical, especially in high school, I was like chorus member number 27. Like, <laughs> it was never. And I'm just back there, like, so mad. Because I'm like, I am the talent. I was always put in, like, the character role that I could kind of, like, talk sing through. Right. And in the case of Little Shop of Horrors, I was... The dentist. Which was weird because I was the lead girl. <laughs> Audrey. Audrey. Um, but then you had to play my boyfriend. Your boyfriend. Your abusive boyfriend. But that was the funnest part for you because you're I like, to beat I get my to sister beat up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but that was always, that was a fun song because it's, you know, it's a big campy song that all the parents love because yeah. all I do is wander around like, I'm a dentist. <laughs> like, you don't have to sing that song. You just scream no. it. And... Um, but we made a lot of lifelong friends in that class. I remember because in the role of the plant monster, 
unseen to any eyes was our friend Michelle Dowdy. Who went on to be a Broadway star. To this day like, still performs in New York all the time. Went into hairspray. Like, she's an icon. She's shout a legend. out. Just got engaged. Saw that. Just got engaged. Congrats. Ugh, she was like my guiding light when I moved to New York. And I just love her so much. But yeah, it all started at Little Shop of Horrors mm-hmm. at Bravo Center for the Arts. You know what a funny memory I have of you at Bravo is? Do you remember the last day was like free day? Like every station was free play. Yeah. Well, they started playing some sort of music that I think I saw you twerk for the first time. Yeah. Do you remember that? I, it's <laughs> you funny were you like, say that. You were like center stage. Dad was there. I think he was there for some reason too. Yes, he was. He brought that up several times. <laughs> you just really opened it up. I was on sandwiched stage. between two girls. Booty dancing. Booty dancing. Because it wasn't called really twerking at the time. It was you called were just booty like, dancing. You were just booty dancing. Um... And yeah. we were like, look at, look at him go. I was in my element. Well, that was when I had my really first and only actual girlfriend. Mm. Like serious, you know, Stacey. not like Amy throwing away my glue stick in third grade. <laughs> but this was Stacy. This was like summer camp girl. Yeah. Like we were boyfriend and girlfriend. We made out <gasps> a lot. Wow. And can I tell you the first time we made out? Oh, God. Where? We went on a family vacation to Clearwater Beach. Oh. And it was in the summer. And I was like, can my girlfriend come? And we were staying out at this condo. And we, um, <laughs> you and I were sharing a room. And we were like building forts or whatever in the room. And me and Stacy were like, we're going to build a fort in the closet. Oh, my God. There I am. In the closet, literally and figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) Pretending to build a fort while just making out with my girlfriend. Like, making out. And she had braces at the time, and I remember, like, bumping into them. Oh, God. And you were out there feverishly building a city (laughs) out of pillows. (laughs) Like, I need to to outdo them. They're in the closet. And, like, two hours later, we opened the closet and we, like, hung one sheet. And we're like, oh, yours is so much better than ours. (gasps) I'm sure I knew. I'm sure I was out there seething. Like, why aren't they hanging out with me? (laughs) What I remember about her was they were a water ski family. Oh, my God. They were a water ski family. In Tampa Bay... (laughs) There are, there are families that are into water sports, and that is what they do and are great at it. And then there are some that are into water leisure. <laughs> we were a water leisure we were family. The <laughs> uh, we didn't do any of that. And then I remember I came with you to her house once, and they they took us water skiing, and I spent the entire time being dragged by a boat. <laughs> it was not fun for me. I did not stand up. I, I just remember you. I, I can still picture when you're sitting there and your skis are in front of you and they're like, ready? <laughs> and I'm like, fucking Max's girlfriend. I don't want to be. And then they start going on the boat and you're supposed to. And I just dragged. <laughs> and then my nose, my body was filled with salt water. <laughs> Finally, they broke out the kneeboard and they were like, okay, so you can also kneeboard um, and you don't need to, you don't need to actually stand up. If you want to try, you can like, 
No, I'm just going to no. fetal position my way across the bay <laughs> until this day is over. I never, I, you know, that was actually, of all the things that I catch on pretty well at, I was not good at water skiing. I think you have to start very young. I was trying my hardest to like look good. Yeah. It was not panning out for me. I don't even know if we had snow skied at that point. No, I don't think so. So that was our first ski Any period. Any sort of ski moment. And I was like, can Stacy? No. Oh God. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else at Bravo we did. There was a there was um We did Bugsy Malone. We did Bugsy Malone. Which was a fun one. I still sing that song sometimes. I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck, a hug around the neck, and a barrel and a heave, a barrel and a heave, and I'm talking in my sleep about you. The cows and chickens are going to the dickens. Isn't that? Wait, is that not Bugsy Isn't Malone? that guys and dolls? <laughs> Maybe it is. Wait. I thought it was Bugsy Malone. Well, we did both of those. We did them both. We did guys and dolls like three times over the camps. Yeah, and then in high school too. Because And then you at one point played the cop, Lieutenant Brennigan. I played the cop. And it's because... The only role in that play that doesn't require that doesn't singing. require singing. So it was like we're they're really good. We got to give them something. I and I um, I took that role as if I was cast by the National Shakespeare, <laughs> like the Royal Shakespeare. You're Academy. in the Screen Actors Guild. Though, so, so you know, Guys and Dolls is super. It's old timey. Like yeah, da 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 da. I got the horse right here. Yeah yeah. yeah. And. Um, and the cop is this like bumbling fool just chasing around like, what oh, you kids? And I was like, no, he's a hard boiled detective. He's, I mean, we were probably like in our his, law and order years. Yeah, too. he's like on his third divorce. He chain smokes. <laughs> he doesn't eat well. I was like, this man has been through it. And I'm like, no, this is like crime noir. <laughs> So there'd be this like big number you know, going on and like the, the number finishes and I walk on the stage and I, my trench coat and I take at least 30 seconds just to walk to center stage. I'm like, well, 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 <laughs> if it isn't Nathan Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> and the theater teacher was always like, Max, faster, 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 faster. This is comedy. And I'd be like, mm-mm. <laughs> This is my moment. <laughs> you got me. I'm a star. And and uh, not to toot my own horn, but <laughs> I think it was well received at the time and uh, it became a very comedic role because of that. So, uh. <laughs> if there was a walk of fame at Bravo in London. Oh, my God. I'm really trying to find out what this is from. Bushel and it is from Guys and Dolls. I'm so dang it. <laughs> Never mind. Bugsy Malone had its own. And you know, I named one of my pet frogs Bugsy. Look at that. <laughs> Full circle. Um, also, during Bravo Camp was the first time I got um, Jinko jeans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was. Actually, no, the I, era. Let, me, let me backtrack. They were Lee pipes because Jinkos were too expensive. Yes. Yeah, so I had those too, and we got them at that place. Didn't we get them at Sims? Sims. Oh, uh, that, what a hidden gem that was. Yeah. Massive outlet store in Tampa. Ma- like imagine a TJ Maxx times 30. Yeah. So you, that girl that I was booty dancing with, <laughs> I don't remember her name. 
I, it's like Lauren probably. She remembers you. She had like that kind of quintessential like 90s girl like Gwen Stefani, early Gwen Stefani look. Like mm-hmm. she had like a little baby tee on. Yeah, like, like striped Kind of yellowy, pan, yellowy blonde hair. And oh my then, gosh, like, yes. I remember her now. And then she had these like super soft, super low baggy jeans. And I was like, I want to be her. Not I want to be her girlfriend. Not I want to like. Yeah. Uh, I not w- I want to get up in there. I want. I want to be this person. <laughs> I want the baby. Like tea. her energy was just like I want to. I want to dance around in my little low. Which baggy is jean. so the craziest thing is that the exact style is like back. It's literally back, and like I'm now actively looking for baggier pants. <laughs> And because the skinnies, they've had their time. I'm perfectly fine with something loose fitting yeah. at this point in my life. Yeah. Uh, but I remember the Lee pipes being a big moment when we found those. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, we're now we're, now we're cool kids. We, we're cool. We're like and I the- had, I had a gray Calvin Klein tee, which again would be so on trend right now that I wore with everything that I got at Sims with my baggy jeans, with everything. <laughs> you debut that whole outfit <laughs> in like one go. Do you remember? This reminds me. <laughs> Another pair of pants I bought at Sims. Well, I didn't buy them were the purple velvet <gasps> pants. Your purple velvet era? <laughs> so the purple velvet pants, I just obsessed over them, and I called them my cool pants. They were your cool pants. And I have pages in my journal. Oh, just say I love my cool pants. <laughs> and this is a Lion King journal. And it cool said, pants. I love my cool pants, over and over again. Please tell me you still have that. I don't know. Look, I, love my cool I remember pants. like I writing cool, cool pants, drawing hard around cool pants. <laughs> I also had a, I had a different shade of purple velvet short sleeve turtleneck. I remember the turtleneck. And this was also my church outfit. <laughs> this is what I wore to church. She wore purple velvet head to toe to church. That style. Well, to quote our dad, he would always say, "God don't care what you wear as long as you're there." <laughs> I said, well, yeah, I'm going to wear the my... man who walked naked out of a shower in front of children. <laughs> so, well, I'm going to wear my cool pants. <laughs> Do you think it was as hot as it is now at that time? Looking back, like, well, I, I think as a kid, you don't, you don't feel it. You don't notice it as much, but it does feel un, ungodly hot. I mean, I don't let's think be I could survive. Global warming is real. So I think Creek the planets, <laughs> I have to age. imagine that at one summer shortly, at sometime thereafter, that was outlawed after the kid <laughs> lost his shoes in the Creek and they were just like, oh, you don't have shoes anymore. That kid was traumatized. He was swallowed no barefoot by the home to erect a camp. <laughs> I don't think creek walking is on any itineraries anymore. It better not be. Hamlin <laughs> Park, if you're listening, unless you're unless you're trash calling, unless you're, and you're doing it for a cause. Yes. Well, anyway, this has been fun. This has been fun. Uh, summer camp summer special. Camps. Uh, we didn't even, I mean, and we had so many more we didn't get. To, we didn't even get to cooking camp. Oh, my God. Or, I mean, we did a lot. We'll need a part two next summer. Yeah. <laughs> Until then. We'll, we'll see, see you, you next week. week. <laughs>